Welcome to the Happiness Experience Podcast, produced by the Better Living Institute and sponsored by AppJudo for your software needs, BulletPad for writing lists on your iPad, and also sponsored by our listeners. That's folks like you. We're Kira and Bill Van Ittersom, and welcome to today's show. Today's title is Happy Relationships Are Built on Trust. Hello, everyone. Well, most people know that trust is very important if you're going to have a successful relationship. Trust is something that helps glue the relationship together, whether it's a love partnering, a friendship, or even a work partnership. And that can involve several different people. That's true. You know, trust is really necessary when we marry, when we leave our children in the care of another person, or even when we provide services for others, or they provide them for us. Absolutely. Trust is very important when we hire someone, either by direct hire or by electing them, to represent us in the government of either our city or our state or our national government. So from a councilman to a mayor to even the president of our country, if that person turns out to be untrustworthy, we're all very disappointed and very disgruntled in what happened down the road. That's right. When we enter agreements, trust is vitally important. In some cases, we can actually enforce trust with a legal document. But, you know, more often we develop trust with the idea that it's a matter of integrity and good moral choice to abide by certain agreements, whether we've spoken them or just inferred them. And we certainly become very hurt when these agreements are broken. And again, this covers all the relationships from a love relationship to a friendship to a partnership of business. When trust is broken, we are hurt. So trust is most definitely a choice by either party in the relationship and will not be happy if there is a lack of trust. So what are some of the elements of trust? Well, one of the first things is reliability. We need to rely on the other person to do what they say they're going to do. And we also have to have physical and emotional safety. Now, this does mean a mutual commitment to the relationship and certainly a respect for the other people in the relationship. That's true. You cannot be vulnerable with anyone and open up and create any kind of intimacy if you have no trust. Because trust really does require no secrets. That means being upfront from the very get-go of the relationship. Trust does require us to just kind of be there for the other person or for the other people, if it's multiple people entering into an agreement. So you need to be able to know each other well. And that requires a lot of good communication. And I'm talking about face-to-face communication, where you really are showing your sensitivity to the other person's concerns. And this includes all of the problems and worries and fears that people may have that they disclose. And you have to have a close enough relationship that you can openly disclose yourself. Now, how do you go about presenting this? Well, we would suggest that you first start with a caring attitude and you use consideration for the other person and you certainly use compassion. 
That's the only way that you're going to build empathy, where you can begin to stand in your partner's shoes and begin to see the world from their viewpoint. Right. So what Bill's saying is that we just have to be considerate. Trust of another person means that you have to respect them. You have to respect them to know what's best for themselves. Never threaten or harm someone to try and change them. Never vocally or physically or otherwise use any kind of force. So you have to resolve issues in a healthy, respectful way. That requires a lot of trust. And a lot of love. Now, we need to take just a moment to thank one of our sponsors. But when we come back, we're going to talk about ways to develop trust. And then we're going to talk about how to manage and create trust in a loving relationship. So we'll be right back. Today's show is sponsored by BulletPad, the fun and intuitive app for writing outlines and organizing your thoughts on your iPad. With BulletPad, you can quickly create a hierarchical list of bullet points, giving structure to your great ideas. BulletPad is an outstanding tool for writers, thinkers, and folks like you. Begin organizing today. Get BulletPad for free. Just go to the App Store on your iPad and search for BulletPad. And we're back. So how do we develop trust in a relationship? Well, generally, this is something that comes about gradually. It's something that requires us to follow our own intuition, our own inner guidance. Also, it requires observing the other person's behavior over quite a period of time. Now, it's important when you're getting that gut feeling to really listen to it. And most of the time, it will give you a green light. But there are times when your gut feeling is giving you a yellow caution light or worse yet, a red stop, don't proceed, don't go further, don't do this. And you often want to override that because, man, it's been so long that you haven't been with someone or this business idea sounds so great. You just really want to be in it. But your red light is going, no, no, no. So trust it because. I guarantee you, down the road, you will find out what the red light was trying to tell you. And it won't be pretty after you've invested so much time and perhaps even money, but certainly your emotions. So intuition is a very, very powerful assist to you when you're beginning to enter into certain agreements or trust situations. And one thing that it also gives you the opportunity to do is voice those things that you do have concerns about when you're entering into a partnership or a relationship. If you think it's something that can be overcome, at least bring it up and discuss it and get it out in the open. And then if it doesn't seem to be resolved in the way that you feel it needs to be resolved, you have that choice of not entering into the agreement. So what are the things to help manage trust or to help even create trust in a new and in a loving relationship? Well, number one on our list is to be there for each other. Now, this doesn't just mean physically, but emotionally as well. And that means to listen. I mean, really listen and support the other person. You need to demonstrate your compassion and your level of caring. And certainly, you can't just assume that the other party knows how you feel or what you're thinking. That's right. And as we mentioned before, you can't ever threaten to get your way by either physical force or with emotional brutality, or even the worst of all, 
abandonment. So in a relationship, you always have to play nice. Now, the next thing that's really important to me, and it's something that Bill and I have had throughout our long relationship, and that is consistency. Doing what you say that you will do. That means showing up on time and keeping private information between the two of you or in a partnership of more than one between the parties involved and allowing the other party to speak for his or herself, which means respecting boundaries and allowing the other person to do their own thinking and their own discerning and judging of any situation. You also have to allow each other space and privacy and freedom of thought. It's not disloyal to disagree on some issues. You can disagree respectfully. Number three on our list is to say what you mean and do what you say. So match your words and your behavior. So don't give lovey-dovey platitudes and then do something really nasty that will cause someone hurt or cause them to lose money or cause them to lose face within the business. When this is present, when you mean what you say and do what you mean, there is no need to monitor or control the other person's behavior. No one has to prove himself or herself to the other. They just live life in a way that is mutually respectful. That's right. You know, in our family, we have one bank account, and I never worry that the money's going to disappear because whenever we make a large expenditure, we confer with one another and make sure that we understand what we're doing with that money. We do things within certain boundaries. We don't go out and empty the account without the other person knowing what's happening. It's just never been an issue. So that's the kind of trust I'm talking about, knowing that you can absolutely trust that other person with your welfare. But what happens when trust is broken and you're faced with repairing trust or rebuilding trust? I don't know. Is it even possible? I guess sometimes it's not. So the first element is that you must be fully aware of the extent to which the other person is hurt. You also have to be able to gauge your own hurt. You have to ask yourself, you know, how deeply does this hurt me? Does it trigger prior hurts? And do I really feel a deep pain of betrayal by this action this person took? Can I get over this? How long is this hurt likely to linger? You know yourself, so ask that question. It's very important. To get over the hurt that was done and the trust that was broken, The person who did the injury must acknowledge the situation and be genuinely remorseful. If they are not deeply sorry for injuring you, you will have trouble overcoming the damage in the broken trust. You may not be able to forgive. And certainly, if they're not genuinely remorseful, that will stop them from growing. And they may just do the same action over again and again and again. That's right. If a person can't see how you were hurt or even get why you're suffering, you know, they're likely to break your trust to the point that you really just can't remedy it. It's likely that they could just as easily hurt you again in the same manner. So a promise that the hurtful behavior will not be repeated is oftentimes required. You have to know that they deeply and seriously mean it. 
And we all know people who've been in relationships where they've been hurt repeatedly. We watch it happen. It's not easy to repair that kind of hurt. And it's not easy to watch either. Now we need to take a second quick break to thank a sponsor. And when we come back, we're going to talk about dealing with unavoidable betrayal. So we'll be back in a sec. Also sponsoring our show today is AppJudo, your complete web and mobile application development service. AppJudo uses the best technologies and computer science principles to build attractive and intuitive user interfaces that your customers will easily understand and love to use. Whether you want to design and build a new app or refactor and redesign an existing app, AppJudo can help make your project a success. Visit AppJudo today at www.appjudo.com. And we're back. Now, sometimes in real life, there are times when a partner does not really intend to be hurtful, but needs can change in a person or even in a relationship, and circumstances can change too. You may realize long into a relationship that you gave up some important aspects of yourself by agreeing to a certain kind of relationship. And maybe you just can't uphold your original agreements and you want to make some adjustments. In this case, you must voice these things with respect. Use full disclosure. And you have to do that with a lot of love. Then both parties can decide how they're going to proceed. In this case, forgiveness is the most appropriate response because this type of hurt really doesn't come about because of neglect or a lack of caring. Sometimes we're really not in touch with our personal needs when we enter into a relationship agreement. And that is so true, and it involves so many different kinds of changes. In a business partnership, one of the partners could decide that they no longer want to be in that kind of business, and they really want some other fulfillment in their life. Or in a love partnership, one of the partners could decide that they're really in love with a member of their same sex. And they never disclose that, maybe not even to themselves. And so through the relationship they've had with you, they finally come to the point where they could accept that in themselves. So there's so many different reasons why this type of thing may happen. It is a betrayal, but it's not a conscious, self-meditated betrayal. So to reduce some of these kinds of betrayals, it is wise to spend time earnestly getting to know yourself and then get to know your partner before you make unwise agreements that will not suit you in the long term. And like I said before, trust your intuition. Trust your gut. So the old saying is so very true. Fools rush in where angels fear to tread. Trust is really present when your partner knows that you really care about them. And you can have trust and change your mind about something. Yes, you're going to hurt your partner, but if you uphold their interests and you show that you genuinely care about them and that you're always there for them and you're never really going to abandon them without support, you can probably get through that kind of issue. Well, the truth is you can never be fully happy in a relationship when there is no trust. We suggest Treat trust like the valuable ingredient that it is in any relationship. It really is the gold standard. In all working relationships, trust is everything. It really is everything. 
I don't think you can make a relationship work without it. And certainly you can't be happy without it. I think that's our show for today. Bill and I do want to thank you for listening to our Happiness Experience podcast. To subscribe to our show, go to iTunes Podcast and look for Better Living Institute, the Happiness Experience podcast. There you'll also find all of our podcasts produced by the Better Living Institute, the Book Talk podcast, the Healthy Tips podcast, the Love Stories podcast, and our two newest podcasts, the Happy Kids podcast and today's podcast, The Happiness Experience. At the Better Living Institute, we're creating health, wealth, and happiness, one loving conversation at a time. You can also find our podcasts and view all of the great stories, photos, and links that we post by visiting our website at www.betterlivinginstitute.com. While there, please go to our contact page and leave us a comment. Kira and I encourage you to send us your own happiness experiences so we can share them with our listeners on a future show. We'll even give you a plug. You can also like and message us on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash Better Living Institute. In addition, our email address is feedback at betterlivinginstitute.com. We hope you'll listen again next time and remember to share our show with your friends and family. This is Kira and Bill Van Ittersom for the Better Living Institute saying so long for now, everyone. 